Alright, what's up guys? Back again. And I want to say congrats and thank you. We reached 100,000 downloads worldwide. It's like the match just lights up. And it's cool, man. It's like we're collaborating together. Because I couldn't do this by myself. Without you guys sharing and word of mouth and, you know, sharing hype for the podcast and spreading it when it comes, these episodes come out and you guys liking the stories and the guests that I have on and you guys being patient with me as I learn how to do this and try to get better at it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It feels great to collaborate with you guys. It's amazing. And it's cool that it's grown to this hype. Skateboarding needs a platform like this and... It's awesome. The heartbeat of skateboarding from the lips of the people that have invested their life into it. So cool, man. With that being said, today's guest is legendary skateboarder Mark Appleyard. One of my favorites. I know you're going to enjoy. Peace. This is the Shepherd Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Make Microphone check. One, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claiming victories. Yeah. Come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. And then sometimes you don't think about getting hurt or slamming, but, you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yeah. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the street. Yeah, I'll put you I'll put this thing up here. I got a ping pong table. Check that shit out. Damn, your garage is looking savvy right now. Going That's pretty. It's pretty savvy, dude. I've yeah. been getting going lately, dude. It's it's like a big old garage. I like the punching bag back there. Yeah, you know, I'm married. I got a, I got a kid. I got another kid on the way. Sometimes you need to come out here and just, like, karate or punch it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> work, work off the daddy weight. Like, just fucking karate kick that thing all day. Yeah, yeah. I got the world map. Oh, you ever seen this game? Let's see. Tightest game ever. It's like a wheel on a string. Uh -huh. You throw it. And it, yes. and it hooks onto this. It hooks onto the the oh the geez. truck. Hell yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I played that before at a bar in Austin, Texas. They had the and I tried for like an hour and I couldn't fucking do it. All right, buddy, I'm I'm settling down into this. I'm sitting down. Get comfortable. All right, for, so to, guys, listeners, um, whoever's out there listening, this is Mark Appiard. Um, I'm sure you guys know who he is. Pro skateboarder, been doing it for a long time. I just found out you're born in '82. Me too. Yep. 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 1982. Yeah, mine's November 15th. You're the 11th. I saw. Oh yeah, dude, you're uh four days uh, older than me, or is that younger? Uh, 15th. So I was. You're older. You came out first, I think, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The 11th happened before the 15th. Yep, yep, yep. It's cool, man. Um, I usually start the podcast off this way. Um. How did you find your first board? I always love this story. Well, I think I have a director who's uh, three years older than me, and uh, he just just had one one day, and uh, and there was like a couple older people on our neighborhood street that were uh, like skating off their jump ramp, and uh, so my older brother came home one day with a Tony Hawk board that he. 
car when he traded something for it or a bike or whatever he did, you know, some small, like, neighborhood type thing. Hey. Uh, came back with a board. It was a Tony Hawk that had a bubble tail, like that plastic underpiece that's screwed into the tail, like big, probably like nine inches wide, no uh, nose at all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was our first board. We just kind of, like, cruised on that thing. And, uh, yeah, I was, like, 11 years old. I was going to say, you probably didn't do many tricks, because that fucking bubble thing on the tail sucked for all these. It would, like, just fuck it all up. Yeah, it was uh, It was more about, like, early grabbing off of, like, a, a, a jump ramp uh, that, like, like, my brother built. He's a real handy dude, so, he, you know, uh, he built, like, a couple ledges and ramps, and, like, you know, we waxed up our curb out front. So we were, like, board sliding on that thing, and, like, launching early grab 180s and stuff but uh it, it was kind of a, a boat for us especially since we were uh, such little kids you know where where were you at this time where'd you grow up uh, this would have been in uh oakville ontario canada no. so for uh most where that is it's like near buffalo about an hour drive from buffalo and about an hour drive from toronto uh, near, you know, Lake Ontario, you know, all the Great Lakes and, you know, that kind of area. So, uh. Safe to uh, say you get weather. We got four seasons, uh, heavy winters. Uh, you know, I used to shovel snow and, you know, you, you can, it would be freezing in the winter. And, uh, as a skateboarder, I really grew to pretty much hate the winter because, uh, <laughs> was like, dude, people in California are slipping through all these thrashers and everything, and it's like, oh, man, you know, damn. I get it. I'm in, I'm in Boston right now. I grew up, well, I'm outside of Boston right now, but I grew up in Massachusetts, and we get shit weathers, man. And I, growing up as a little kid, just watching the videos, I'm like, fuck, dude, they got the, the perfect weather and all the skate spots. I was dying, dude. Yeah, yeah. We, we skate, like, underground, you know, parking lots, wait for your toes to thaw out to not be numb anymore then you know skate around an underground parking lot you know pretty raw shit like that yeah were your were your parents cool with you skateboarding uh, my mom was always really cool with me skateboarding and uh even you know got behind my skateboarding and and saw it as a completely uh positive thing for me to be doing so uh <clears throat> my mom was behind it a hundred and 50% and my dad he was right there too you know especially when I was getting sponsored and getting free things then he was like oh that, yeah yeah this is cool but he was more traditional thinking like you know hey get a job get a trade get a skill like type of thing you know <clears throat> did you did you do that have you had a job or any of that stuff uh not not really to be honest with you I've never really had a real job like I had a paper route <laughs> you buy your bicycle with a sack full of newspapers, and I did that for like literally one day, and then I was over that. <laughs> and then I stopped that as a you know a fourteen or fifteen year old kid, and then uh, uh, truthfully, never uh, worked. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Good for you, I dude. Because <laughs> I got excelled at skateboarding from a young age, and you know I just wanted to take that as far as I could, and. Uh, I think it's worked out for me better than if I would have, you know, chosen any other direction. Yeah, I love I love skateboarding for that fact alone. It's like 
everyone told me too, like play it safe, go to school, do that, do this, like follow the patterns of like everybody, you know, like get a job, go to college, get in debt, fucking this, that. And I, I just want to get in debt. I saw my parents grow up, you know, in a lot of debt and, uh, you know, just like, uh, some like debt stress stuff, like financial stress stuff as a, as we were growing up as kids and my family and stuff and my parents. It was just like stressful, you know, so I, I just was always conscious, like when I get my own money, I'm going to make sure I, if I ever get a car, I'm never going to have it if I can't just go in and buy it. Like I'm going to go buy a t-shirt or like a drink from the store. Like I need to be able to like own that thing. I don't want no debt. So I did that a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's so funny. I had, uh, I've, I've had three cars in my life and I bought them all cash. They weren't nothing fancy, but I mm-hmm. saved up and I actually got my first car from Zared's fa- uh, father at the time, stepdad at the time. He, he worked at a dealership and he sold me my first car. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's great, man. You know, that's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Um, I bought Arto's old car back in the day. That was my first car. I was what was 20. it? What was it? Uh, it was a 1997, uh, BMW 3 Series. Just one of those four door small BMWs. Yeah, I feel uh, like I feel like everyone had that in Southern California. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a big hit, <laughs> definitely in Southern California and probably all over the, the country. But yeah, I was hyped. I had that thing back in the day. That's a fucking awesome first car, Mark. Hell yeah! I wrote it. I know. I wrote it. I bought it off Arto for seventeen grand. I gave him the seventeen grand, and uh, I yeah. literally rode that thing until it did not go anymore. Actually, we shipped it to uh, the Cayman Islands where my mom lives. Ooh. And uh, my mom drove it some more out there for, like, a few more years. And, then, and uh, kept it in the Appleyard family. That's tight. Yeah, and then eventually uh, a friend of my mom bought it and, like, put a bunch of money into it and fixed it up and still drives it, like, like now he still drives it. How was the, how was the condition when you got it from Ardo? Did he have, like, McDonald's wrappers? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. It, it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't, like... I don't know if it was, like, up on all its oil changes and shit. Probably had all the <laughs> lights on it and shit that I didn't know anything about. But I You're was like, like, none of the windows. Value, like, damn, a Beamer, I'm going to get that. <laughs> you know? You're like, none of the windows would roll down and the headlights were busted. But it was in good condition. <laughs> yeah, it probably was a roll down. I can't remember if it was power or, or roll down. But it was, like, one of those older 97, you know. It might have been power. 97 was still, you know, not that long ago, I guess. All right, so you you you're with your brother shredding and stuff. How do you guys find out about like the industry? Is it is it popping off in Canada or are you just watching American stuff? Uh, watching a lot of American stuff, you know, like Love Dialed and like Trilogy. Yeah, Trilogy even later. I, the videos I started watching were even before that. Like like I don't even know some of the names of them, but like Love Child and there was all those Plan B videos. They came a little later. I just okay. I just really want to know like how you got into getting sponsored. Did, was there a skate shop in Canada? Like how do you find out about that? I'll give you the rundown right now. Okay, how I got sponsored basically all the way back from the beginning. Like yes. okay, so we were just skate rats, skating every day, every damn day after school, all night till you go home. And my I had some older friends because we all hung out at this skate park called Beasley, and uh, and I, it was an outdoor cement park, and. A couple of the dudes were actually one of the dudes started a skate shop. Uh, it was called Oops Skateboards, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he like would just give me boards when I needed. It wasn't like you know there was a bunch of like excessive like here here's fifty or ten boards or five boards. Even it was like when you need a board, we will got you. And 
shit. So that always helped. So then I got on some Canadian company because I went to some Montreal uh, like contest back in the day. So I got like on this really small random board company called True Skateboards from Montreal. And uh, I think I just wrote for them for a little while. They did like ads in Canadian magazines. And then uh, I went down to uh, Tampa, the Tampa Am in, uh, I think it was like 99 or 2000 or something. I went to Tampa Am and uh, my brother actually helped me out to buy a ticket to go down to Tampa Am. And I went down there and uh, this dude, Jay Strickland, uh, pretty much put me on Birdhouse that day. And I think like some of the other Birdhouse riders were there. They, like, put me on on Birdhouse that day. Thunder. Mickey Ray's put me on Thunder that day. Damn, you must have been killing it then, for sure. Yeah, you know how it goes when an AM goes down to, like, the Tampa AM, and he's, like, he's doing some, like, new shit for the time and skating good and shit. And then, you know, he probably comes up on, like, some wheel sponsors, some, like, shoe sponsors. I got on audio that day, too. Sick. Yeah. Because Birdman was riding for them then, no? Yeah, that was a while ago. It was a... Yeah, Jeff Taylor was uh, doing that at the time. Yeah, and, uh, Jeff's the man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then from there, I just you know the rest is like just pretty much history, like or whatever. It's just like I, I went on from there and like started traveling out to California, staying on couches. Uh, I got off audio, got on the Circa, started hanging out a lot with the Circa team manager down in San Clemente. Um, and just chilled, like skated it all the time, and you know, basically lived with him. Did you? Did you feel? I'm sorry. Did you feel like? Um, was it weird that it happened that fast? Because I don't. I feel like that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I willed it all to happen, man. I think I really. I was uh, going for it. I definitely tell you that I was uh, wanted the life of. Uh, California living and just being able to skate every day, not for the glory or money factor or anything like that, but just to be able to experience that after coming from, you know, kind of feeling like suppressed almost from those dark winters and shit up in Canada. And yeah, my heart was in skateboarding and, you know, you can still skate in the winter, but it's like a fucking drive through a blizzard to a skate park. Like, respect to all the dudes up north that that, that, that skate all the time and, and live like that because uh, that, that's, you know, that can be hard. So. Yeah, it's, it's I'm telling you right now, I, li- I live in the East Coast right now, but what we do is, with my team and my crew, we just make, we, we plan a big trip, you know, in the middle of the winter. So, we got the indoor park, so we crush that. Then we plan a big trip in the middle of winter, and then we, you know, summer, spring, fall, we just film, 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 skate the street, yeah. Boston. The thing about the East Coast and and outside of California that I like is this the the spots. You know, everything's a little off, and they all look weathered and textured, and it's fucking makes for epic footage, man. I love. Yeah, it. sure, definitely. You know, the East Coast has its feel. It comes through in the videos and. uh the West Coast has its, you know, blue sky feel and, you know, the kind of spots. Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's like, there's there's uh, pros and cons to each coast for sure. I, I'm jealous because California has the fucking, uh, the sunshine all the time, you know. It's and really hot lately, really hot. Yeah, that's what actually my homie Desiree was just saying. She said it was like 102 yesterday or something. 
like pretty darn hot. Everyone's like, wow, October, mid-October, like it's like summer weather. You still in Southern California right now? Yeah, I just bought a house uh, in uh, I'm in Huntington Beach. Oh, uh, sick. I bought a house here. I've been living here a long time. Um, just where I kind of landed after San Clemente, and I just I was living downtown for a while, and then I bought a house because you know, family man, married with children, uh, still skating all the time though. <laughs> you had to throw that in there. <laughs> had to throw that in there dude, when I can. I didn't count you but out I, at all. I know tons of people that have kids and get it harder than most. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it can bring some, you know, motivation, inspiration. Absolutely, dude. You're no longer hustling for yourself. You're just doing it for every, for your unit, you know what I mean? Your little crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many kids? Uh, I have a beautiful uh, baby boy. He's two and a half years old now. He's he's a champion, Ethan. And then uh, we're having a daughter who is uh, going to be born uh January 31st, I mean, December 31st, New Year's, so... Wow, congrats, dude, that's fucking Yeah, awesome. you know... That's right, did you meet your lady in Southern California? I met my lady in uh, Barcelona when we used to always go out to Barcelona back in the day, I'm sure you remember uh, what a hotspot Barcelona was for, you know, all the skate teams and everybody going out there, staying for a month, going three times a year, so I would go out there a lot, and uh, I met... My lady threw a friend of a friend and stayed in touch, and I went and visited Finland. She's from Finland. I met her in Barcelona. Oh, sick! And I would fly out to Bar or I would fly out to Finland. I've been there probably six times, and uh, to go see her, and and she'd come out here, and then we just we got married in 2010, had a little boy in 2013, got number two on the way. You know, were you nervous about any of this? You seem so cool. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm in a pretty good place. I feel pretty blessed to be, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm in a good place. I got my house. Yeah. Uh, you know, that shit's paid off. And, you yeah. know, I'm just in a place where I want to be, you know, like with, with, with that, because I worked on that a lot. And uh, so I'm pretty happy there on that aspect. But... Yeah, as far as being, like, a dad of two and, like, you know, taking on that responsibility. Yeah, you know, if you have one kid, I already went through that with my first son. So then, you you know, and then now he's just a joy. At yeah. first it could be stressful, you know, going into a, a – to being a parent, you know, taking care of a a child. You know, it's – but it's beautiful, man. He's He's amazing and adds a lot to my life, a lot of great – you know, joy and oh, to me, to me, Mark, that seems like one of the greatest things to experience. Like I, I grew, uh, I, I'm sorry to talk about myself on my podcast, but uh, no, no, not at all. I tell my story a lot as I like grew up with a broken family and in the projects and struggling and blah blah blah. But like with with that comes dysfunction, you know. And my family was so divided, and I always like my lost. I lost my father when he was third when I, when I was 13. He passed away to gang violence. He got shot. All this stuff. Oh, um, gosh. So like for me to be a father like I that's like I hold that so high because I know the responsibility that comes with that and like yeah no I, I I know what it feels like to not have that so whenever someone that like has it together like yourself you've like achieved your one of your dreams of being a pro skateboarder you've traveled the fucking world you paid your house off which makes me so hyped skateboarding money yeah. did that yeah man it really did man you know I, I not a day goes by that I don't you know think of my situation and 
just understand that I'm blessed, you know, so I'm just real stoked about that, man. I'm sorry about your father and that gang violence. Uh, that, 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 that's, that's, that's real sad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want, I don't, I don't mean to sad, make you sad, man, but it's just where I came from. I, it made me stronger. It's given me a lot of great qualities that I have. I have a lot of empathy and understanding and, you know, I can see both sides of the coin in a lot of situations just because I, I've been in like the middle, but, um, but I don't know. I can't complain, dude. I have I have a rich yeah. life. I'm happy. I got a dog. I got a girl. We're engaged. I, I yeah, got... yeah, yeah. I just want you know. Yeah, that all sounds like you're on the way to you know, family and everything else. You know. I don't know. Me and my girl. I don't. I don't know. My my lady does pole dancing. She like teaches and she competes in pole dancing. So she's like investing her money in that, and then I'm doing it. I'm investing in skateboarding. Like I have a skateboard company, and I bring my crews. We go travel. We went to Cali. We're going out to Louisiana. And like, oh yeah, you're 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 moving fast right now, but you know, at some point, you know, you might be able, you know, you'll see what happens, man. You know, it's when I was younger, I didn't think I was gonna have two kids. It uh, scares me, but I'm, age, I'm I'm about to be 33, just mm. for the record, there, 33. <laughs> uh, so you know what I'm saying? I'm and I'm gonna probably stop at two kids, That's and cool. just you know try to maintain and just try to skate and and try to keep the. You know, keep everything happy, you know, that's my plan. And I'm real, like, strict with my shit, you know. I'll go out in the world and I have fun and I skate and I do all this shit. I'll have some beers and whatever, like. But when it comes to, like, certain shit, like, I try to focus on that because I've had that experience in my early life of seeing the other side of the coin, like you said, like, you know, this uh, more of a a hardship-filled thing and the struggle. And, you know, I wouldn't change my upbringing for the world, man. You know, that's made me have that way of thinking and everything else so that's awesome dude and you, you know susky right oh yeah susky man he's the best dude i love susky he actually was on he came on my podcast and uh he's a dad he's a rad dad as well yeah also i wanted to ask you about westgate too you you skate for element now right yes i do you skate with westgate you met him at all yeah yeah i just uh uh I was with Westgate and the rest of the crew in Montreal about uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, sick. He's and uh, Westgate's a great dude, man. Great Fuck dude. Yeah. Tell me about his cranberry thing. I was asking him a lot of questions about that. Pretty interested in like, you know, like how does that work? You got some acres. You got some, you know, how does that work? And oh, ocean spray and all that. He was talking. About, we we're just talking about all kinds of funny stuff, you know, like the cranberry game and all types of. He's cool. It's funny because like you look at him, you look at him, you don't expect him to be a farmer, but that's what he is. He's a cranberry farmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how it is out there. I guess you guys got a lot of space, a lot of open farm areas and stuff out there. Yeah, where he's at, they're like in Carver and Wareham, Mass. They are they're known for their cranberry bogs. I actually was on Westgate's cranberry bog um, two nights ago. I helped him pick the cranberries and like it's like manual labor. My shoulders are sore as shit. But uh, then we got we had a few beers and talk shit. He'll, he's gonna he, his episode's dropping, maybe yours first, and then he'll be next. But he, uh, but I figured I'd bring him up because I knew you guys skated for the same team. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to I, oh, I want to tell you why I got you on the podcast because I think we've met in passing, but it's like you know when you meet people and you're just it's like hey what's up and you don't really kick it, but now we're kicking it. I want to tell you that dude, it's so weird you're the same age as me because. I was been watching your video parts. I'm a fan, dude. I'm a legit fan. I'm gonna just there's a fan out moment on the podcast. There you go. 
Great job. Oh, man. I'm a fan <laughs> of you, too, Anthony. I've, I've seen you around. We've kicked it briefly, and I always knew you were a cool dude, and respect to the, your skating and everything else, man, for sure. Hell yeah. Right before we did this, I had my homies in here, and they don't really skate. They're, they're, they're just like... They play football and do other things, go to school. And I brought them in here, and we just watched all your flip parts. I was, like, showing them in, uh, we were, like, they laughed so hard at the double primo. And I was, oh, <laughs> right. I was the so happy. That. Yeah, that was just a, a, I was just, like, frustrated when I double primoed, and I probably the first time I'd ever done that or even said that. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny that the world took, Took a liking to all, to that one. I I, I, I mean, I demo people double primo. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, man. I've, <laughs> I've been yelling it, dude. I, anytime I see a primo, I yell it for sure. <laughs> Those clips are almost uh, more valuable sometimes than some of the skate clips. But I, I guess they go hand in hand. You got to have a little bit of both. Yeah, no, actually, that's that's a good point, man. Because when I was watching your parts and I was showing these guys your parts, and they don't really watch skating that much. They were like, yeah, he seems like he's a funny dude, like he has character. And I was like, yeah, that's. I think that's why I'm a fan because some dudes are just all tricks, you know? And it's like, that's awesome. I like seeing tricks. But, like, without a little mix of character and personality and humor and, like, whatever, like, something yeah. beyond tricks. Like, I always like that you had that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. You got to be careful. Some characters don't take it over the top with just their character aspect. You got to still be into the skating and... Yeah, you know when I was younger in my younger in my career, uh, I was more about like oh I gotta do something that no one's done and on like one of those spots that like something big or whatever you know what I mean like it was I don't know but I did it too I did it too you go out to California Mark and you're like you there's like lists of shit that's been done and you're with photographers and shit and they're kind of like oh you gotta kind of do something that yeah. hasn't been done and then it's, it's also like a yeah, it feels good to get a trick on a spot that, like, but, I mean, that's a young man's game for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I allowed myself to, you know, enjoy skating. Like, I want to, you know, I like just launching over shit, man, and doing whatever. Maybe, you know. Fuck yeah, tray flip best time all switch. day. Exactly, you know, I'm not doing, I, I don't got, like, switch tray flip down shit or no you know, crazy new tech cast, new hot shit moves. I don't, sometimes I'll bring, I, I got my old shit, man. I just usually bring that shit out. Sometimes I learn new shit, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. As long, I stopped giving a fuck what everybody would think. Yeah, that's the best, dude. A whole new world of uh, just uh, fucking fun. We need that more in skating right now because I feel like, not to get too political, but I feel like there's too many, like, they're trying to turn us into athletes. There's so many mega contests, and they, they fool all these little kids into thinking, like, you know, you're going to make money and be famous if you do this contest. You get into these leagues and whatnot, and it's just like, there's a whole other side of skateboarding. And it's like, um, I feel like... Yeah, I guess I just feel like if, if you're the contest dude, then that's good for you because nowadays there's money and sponsorship yeah. involved in that. So that's good for people you know who can who are good at doing that sort of thing and then there's you know other people that don't really aren't so involved with that you know and they're I, it's just the way skating's kind of evolved and gotten into this point now because back in the day it wasn't on tv at all yeah see it like anywhere except for the skate mags and the, the videos 
I love I love that skateboarding's everywhere. We kind of got what we wanted. You know, when you're a little kid, and you're like, I just wish everyone knew how cool skating was. And now it's kind of like getting like that, where the culture is like hit this mainstream appeal, where like everyone's like they get how sick skateboarding is. And it's like when you get what you want, you know, the grass is always greener. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, man, if you had skate shoes on, you pretty you could be like, damn, you skate too? Oh shit! It's, yeah, it's like a brotherhood. You like felt like you're in a club, you know? You and then the shoes we would wear, the other people would hate on them, and then fucking five years later or some shit, they'd probably be wearing them. <laughs> For sure, dude. But I love, I love, I love that we've grown as an industry and as skateboarders because. Skateboarding should be for everyone. It should be for the jock. It should be for the nerd. It should be for the gay kid or the whatever color kid. Like it should be for everyone. It's a, it's it's like it's an expression. It's fun. It's it's a lot of things. You know, it's you each individual can take it as they take it. You know, I mean, it's fun, man. Drop in on a mini ramp, throw some five o grinds and shit. Like fuck, that's yes. just forever. That's that's gonna be fun always. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful expression, man. It's, skateboarding is fucking awesome um oh yeah i also wrote down i wanted to ask you about the animation in extremely sorry did you guys were you there did you see that go down or did you how did that hire that out or something uh yeah uh let's see here that was done all in clay uh with some like crazy motion stop motion clay stop the camera then record or maybe it's photos where they just take a photo, then they move it a little bit, and they take another photo, and then they move it just another little bit, and they do that about a fucking million times. But I didn't sit there through all that, but I went to the dude's house, the, the, the dude that was, like, hired and really good at uh, fucking this clay building. And inside of his house, there was just all these fucking clay things. We could, like, see ourselves made out of clay, and they're only about as big as your hand or something, you know, the, the, the dude's. But he made the whole backdrops and everything, like the David scene in Colombia where he like tray flips and fucking all these up a curve or there's like a rat, he does like a power slide. I don't know what the fuck. Like, the guy made all that shit out of clay. So it was real sick. It was it was I liked the way that came out. Yeah, it came out really awesome. I when I was showing these dudes that was another thing they were tripping on was like and I was like, Yeah, that shit probably took hours and hours to do. Like the stop motion takes forever, so What do you got there? You having a beer? Uh I'm just drinking a Blue Moon. Ooh, I love Blue Moon. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple with Westgate. We had some double IPA. Uh, I only had three. And I had three beers, and I felt like I was drunk, dude. I was like, I'm getting old. I'm getting old when I have three beers, and that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, you probably just don't drink as much as you used to. I'm sure, so. No, definitely. I'm way too fucking busy nowadays. Um, I can get buzzed off like four beers these days if I'm just chilling like weekday or something. I don't even know, man. My schedule is just... Whatever you know, dad life. Hey, it's I wanted I wanted to ask you about your lady. Does she have an uh, accent or does she lose it? Uh, well, she has a bit of an accent. Yeah, uh, English is her second language. Finnish oh, is her first. Yeah, I always wonder about that. I wonder, like, when they move, if you move from you know another country or whatever, and you move to Southern California, you're gonna get pretty acclimated and start to sound like people. And yeah, she still keeps it pretty Finnish for sure, but uh. She's definitely fluent in right. both languages. What, about, what about your little man? Is he going to be able to speak both? My little man? Yeah, man. He's uh, 
pretty much I talk to him in English and she talks to him in Finnish and he and then he speaks a mixture of both right now. Yeah. So I'm sort of learning as as he's speaking uh Sick. Finglish to me or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Finglish. English and Finnish like <laughs> That should be a movie, dude. Um head, yeah. move your head to the left a little. Damn, is that a trans world cover? Yeah, that's a was that Seventh Street or some shit in uh San Pedro? San Pedro, it's like over here or it's in like Southern California. Yeah, okay, I've been to that spot. Damn, you won skate of the year too? The same year as Thrasher. No. Two thousand three. I know. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you won shit. both in the same year? I did. I did. I know. It's a trip. I I still can't fucking believe that shit. That one says 2003, and then the the, the Skate of the Year trophy from Thrasher. That's that's 2003. That's yeah. I think they might. I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know if anyone was mad that this, that I think Thrasher. I don't know. I'm just fucking happy I got both. <laughs> it was amazing. I did they planned it that way. I don't think you can plan shit that way. But yeah, fucking. Well, that's all. Congrats on that one. That's fucking sick. That's that um that must have been pretty heavy. It's kind of sick to like get the recognition from all the dudes in the industry, especially so decisively in one year. That's fucking sick. <laughs> uh yeah, it's a trip that it was 2003 cuz that's uh like 12 or going on 12 or 13 years ago. So that's a trip, man, for sure. Uh, did you did you feel like you were going for it that year? Were you like really focused? Do you feel like that was like more than before? Or? Uh, yeah, I was focused. I was more like aware of what was going on and like skateboarding at the time, you know? Yeah. I was. We fucking went skating all the fucking time. Like, we would drive in that van with like Jeff and whoever was amongst that crew back in the day, you know, we would just drive everywhere and go skate all types of shit, and yeah, we just, like, lived it, you know, and we would go get it, and I was definitely more, like, I was trying to come up, <laughs> and I was, like, not, you know what I'm saying, I was just going for shit, like, I didn't have any other shit going on for me, so I was fucking going for shit and skating, and didn't give a fuck about much else in the world at the time, just skating, and living that's the that's the raddest time dude i when i was when i went out to cali that's what i was doing too i was just fucking raging and skating and just going for it trying to push the limits of what i could do and it's like the coolest fucking feeling and then to get thrasher and transworld my god that's a dream (laughs) yeah i was i was uh hanging out with like some of the fucking best dudes like in the world, you know, to me, like, you know, Arto, I mean, straight up, man, those guys are fucking awesome, dude, and back then they were, you know, just absolutely on point. Yeah, Jeff Raleigh, Tom Petty, when Bastion was in the mix, you guys had such a heavy squad, dude. I know, that's what I'm saying, shit was heavy squad, definitely. Yeah, that's sick, man. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Tom, you you gotta kick it with Tom Petty, uh, I always wonder what that guy's. I mean, I see him in videos and stuff. He seems super laid back. Um, yeah, I got a lot of a lot of great memories with Tom, man. He's a great dude, man. He's awesome. 
his skating is like just the effort eff- the way he makes everything look is so effortlessly and effortless and then like I don't know, he just seems like he's got the best frontside flip ever. Would you concur? <laughs> yes, I do. I can, I agree and I concur I concur. That's fucking it's very true. Yeah, he's Man, we'd always go over to Europe for Europe tours and shit and skate with Tom a lot over there. I don't think he was Actually, you know what? He was in America for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about uh, what about Circa with Muska? Did were you were you on Muska and Jamie Thomas and all those dudes were on? I was on Circa. I was on Circa way back in the day. Muska was on. Jamie Thomas was getting on. Uh, shit. Yeah, that that shit went hard too. We fucking traveled a lot and did that video radio video and. Oh, that video! That video was so good, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. There was a good time. I was pretty young. It's fucking. It's pretty sick, man. What's the best place you've traveled? Like, if you if you're gonna go back to one spot, where are you going? Uh, I thought Iceland was pretty cool. Um, that was kind of a cool place, but I don't know. I'm not really like in a rush to go back there or anything. Was it, is it ice, it's, isn't Iceland green? It's not all, like, ice, right? Yeah, it's really green. Like, we went in the summer, and, uh, it's, I guess Greenland is the one that is <laughs> icy, and Iceland is green. So, I guess back in the day, that was a trick, that, like, some, like, fucking dudes sailing around the world or some shit, like, or some shit, or whoever was naming those countries or whatever. They're like, fuck. <laughs> They're, like, going to switch it up. They're like, we'll just fucking pull the opposite so they'll never come here. It'll actually be green. They'll think they're coming to fucking ice caves, and they'll fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I don't even know if Greenland's a country. Denmark might own those, that fucking place. Oh, yeah, shit. I don't know geography that well. No one no one will fault us for that at all. <laughs> I got a world map on my wall in the garage right here, and there's a lot of fucking places. Shit. And that ping pong table is looking nice, man. You get do you go hard on that or what? Uh, you know, yeah, I try to. You know, I get down. If, you know, depending on who's over here and who's you know who's down to play. You know, there's people that are pretty fucking good. There's people that are like, oh shit, a ping pong table. And then you just gotta like just they gotta and you know they're just like having their first tries at ping pong. So you know. But damn, that shit's tight, man. I'm backing it. I don't get crazy, crazy with it. But I love, I love fucking ping pong, dude. Forrest Gump like ping pong. If he's down, I'm down all day. Hell yeah. Um, I wanted to, ask, <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit about like pro shoes, man. Did you, when you had, when you first got your first pro shoe, were you designing them and like having input and all that stuff? Uh, let me think about that. My first pro shoe, with, yeah, I was just uh. Sitting in with the sitting in the office with the designer guy, and uh, basically just him showing me some designs he'd come up with, and me with a pen in my hand trying to trying to draw a shoe, but you know that doesn't always work out when you're just trying to like freehand a, a shoe. I I mean I don't know. So we, it's a mixture of like them being like, "Hey, I think this could work with you. What do you think?" And you're like. Yeah, but no, nah, actually, no, not this one. Let's, what else can you do? Let's lower this. It's just like communicating about different, 
Like patterns and fucking lines and is it a high top? Is it a mid top? Is it a fucking low shoe? You can even talk about like what's the vibe you want to put into this shoe? Like let's talk about that and maybe you could connect on that level and both of you come out with some something that you could agree upon is pretty appropriate for what you're trying to put out there type of thing. Yeah, I like I like yeah, you, you had a shoe called the Mahalo, right? And it's pretty vibey. Yeah, that's still going. That's it's a good one. Yeah, I got the Mahalo Light right now, and that's really good. And, uh, dude, I'm super stoked right now on, on the Mahalo that's, and all the things. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Having a pro shoe is, like, the raddest feeling. I, I actually got to design a shoe when I rode for World Footwear, and uh, same thing. I sat down with my homie Colin that designs for them, and we just went back and forth. Like, he, he, he knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? But, like, I just wanted to have input because I, I, I like when someone's passionate about something. I just want to sit there, kind of see, let them mock up what they want. And then when I can get in a little with a little opinion or, like, maybe a little different here and just uh, chime it out. But it's always, like, a cool collaboration with, with uh, designers and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I got a really good connection with the the Globe shoe designer, Morgan King. I was throwing his name out because he's such a good dude and a good shoe designer. He's came through with a lot of good shoes for me with, with Globe, so I'm super that's, stoked to work with him. That's awesome, man. Um, Have you, a random question off the top of my head, have you ever had an energy drink sponsor? Not, no, I not haven't. Judging, just asking, not judging, just asking. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say no, that I haven't. Oh. Just, nah, they never uh, approached me uh, or anything like that. Yeah, my, I was never, my stomach's not good with any of that, like, shh crazy potion like i don't think i'm getting any energy drink sponsor anytime soon i just don't see that that's fine but let's go with yeah. coffee you drink coffee yeah i'm down with coffee all right we're gonna folgers hook it up <laughs> <laughs> folgers. <laughs> that'd be tight that'd be a dream scenario sponsor right there you get coffee and everything <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool or or like or like Target would be a pretty awesome sponsor. You get to just go there and get all the Folgers you need. Yeah, true. Like, do you think they some TVs while you're at it or whatever? Yeah, (laughs) I think Paul Rodriguez skates for Target. Like, I wonder if they give him like a Target card and he just goes and cleans up the aisles and like fucking dumps it all in the cart and walks out with the card and like that'd be sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be good because you have a baby on the way, so you could just get scoop up the diapers, and then you could get the fucking whatever else they got at Target that kills it. For sure. My lady goes yeah, out for all that, man. I don't have an agent. I don't really mess with that right now. I'm, I'm I'm open to all hearing out all types of shit, but you know I'm keeping it pretty. I'm pretty solid where I'm at, and I'm kind of settled. I'm just happy. I'm just chilling where I'm at. If something good comes along my way, I'm I'm all ears to you know hear it out. Yeah, that's rad, man. Um, I'm stoked that I was really stoked that you said you you were able to like buy a house, and I think that's smart that you invested your money wisely. I know a lot of sad stories of dudes that make a lot of skateboard money, but then they just kind of squander it. Oh, on good times a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. It's all how you look at it and shit. But you know, I would fucking I always think it's somewhat of of a a damn shame when uh. Fools make big bucks and then they end up with no, <clears throat> at least a fucking house, man. Like put put your money into a house. That's that that would be advice if you get into some shit that pays you 
first thing you might want to do is buy that house, you know. It's fucking yeah, lock that down first. Before any crazy cars and any crazy shit like that. Like. So what's on the horizon, Mark? Do you have a video part you're working on, or you got any trips coming up that you're excited about? Um, we're always traveling uh, with elements, so whenever I get the call to go wherever they, you know, wherever we got to go, then I'm always hyped to do that and, uh, you know, travel to all kinds of places. And then as far as what I'm working on is uh, the skate is the element video. I'm trying to get this video part. I'm trying to have a good, I'm just trying to come through with some shit I can be proud of. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. And, uh, uh, basically just going to go on a few trips. Um, you know, just after the new, after the new year, you know, we've got a new baby coming. So I'm going to be chilling for a month or two, but I do have plans to, uh, go on some trips and, and, and really focus on uh, filming and, uh, you know, trying to get that feel young again fucking spirit and uh, just fucking go for some shit and come through for, for just because I love skateboarding, man. I want to make another fucking video part, so I hope I can do it. Fuck. Yeah, dude, I love filming video parts is my favorite thing in skateboarding. Like just working for tricks, getting them, getting those lines, piecing it all together, working with the filmers and, and like, I don't know, getting a song. That's, like, my favorite part of skating is, like, the artistic side of it. Not really the competition. Like, it's cool and all, but I love filming video parts and being out in the streets with the homies, like, in the trenches. That's what I call it. You get out in the trenches and you're just, like... Right. When you're trying to film a trick, it's usually, like, a harder trick, so you're battling. Yeah. It. You're in the fucking trenches. You got to dig in and, like, grind it out. <laughs> you're in a good spot, though, Mark, because... You're established. Like, you had these years of video parts. You've already got the street skater. Like, you got the home. Yeah. You're in a great spot where you can be, like, artistically free. Like, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You can just literally do whatever you want. That's, like, what the, all these young kids are striving to get to. You're there. So your next video, that's, like, what you could have to bank on. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I've already been through all those motions and all that, everything, and, uh, been fucking great and uh yeah man like i said i'm just trying to have fun with it you know and i am and just fucking cruising and still want to come through yeah with another part or two or so and yeah i'm stoked man it's been fun it's been it's been unique it's definitely been unique does your brother still skate yeah man he keeps a board with him you know uh man he's got a really good back heel (laughs) yeah Yeah, my brother skates as well, and he favors the heel flips as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, heel flips are nice, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So ridiculous. I love heel flips, too. I learned heel flips before I learned kick flips, and then somewhere along the lines, I was like, I'm running kick flips, and I just went with that for a long time, and I neglected the heel flip. I like the way a kick flip you can catch, or personally, I feel like I, I can catch a kickflip better than I can catch a heel flip. No, you can. I was watching your part. That one over the rail into the bank. I th- Did Fred film it all sick with the fire hydrant? Oh, the kickflip. Yeah, Fred. Uh, maybe Ewan. Maybe Fred. Which one are we talking about? Um, Shit, I just watched all three. The Thrasher one? It was on Thrasher, like, uh, but it was a... Uh, I think whoa. it was in one of your flip. I think it was, if it was a tilted angle, it was Fred. If he tilted the angle and it yeah. was like a fire hydrant in the scene, that was French Fred. Hell yeah. That's yeah. cool. That guy's amazing at filming. Everything he puts out is top notch. And I love the videos he put out now with the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I can't remember the name he actually calls it. 
Oh. Yeah, I know. Behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, that stuff's amazing. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's working for Element nowadays, so I get to hang out with him a lot again. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. That's cool. You live in Huntington. Do you see Jeff Raleigh still? Uh, here and there, yeah. Uh, just here and there, you know what I mean? I got a lot of respect for Jeff. I know he's busy. He knows I'm busy. We're both family men. Was there and, any... Sorry to cut you off. Was there any like uh, weirdness when you left Flip or? Uh, no. I mean, no. I'm just gonna say no. Nah, probably not. Not really. You know, everything was everything was chill. I think I, I don't really even know what to say. Like, yeah, it was a little bit like, oh, really? What? Yeah. But just time. Made it chill, you know what I'm saying? Time and and just being understanding. Yeah, I think those things just make it made it all just super cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that like I'm a I'm a I'm a person before uh, any kind of like fucking skate dude that everyone, that people look up to or whatever. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to be whack with anyone, you know what I mean? Especially people that have been really fucking cool with me. So, like, you know what I'm saying? I well, I wanted to ask you if you're into anything else besides skating. Because I'm always curious, like, Westgate's doing cranberry bogs, some, like, my homie rides bikes. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of into everything. That's my thing, is, like, I have a nice road bike, and I really like to ride that. Sometimes I got all the lights for it, ride at night, whatever. That shit's fun. Uh, uh, like I carry baseball gloves and, and and like a bat and a ball, like baseballs in my trunk, pretty much in my car. You know. And, did you ever play on a team? Uh, I did back in the day, but just like some little kid, like school type of thing. But yeah, I was way into it for sure. Yeah, I wanted to ask you another question. I wanted to ask you if there's any trick that you actually pulled off that like you didn't think you could pull off. Um. Yeah, there's been a few of those. Yeah, like uh, the gap to back lip at uh, the uh, at El Toro post office. It's like a gap to like a lip at a Thrasher cover. The Sturt photo, those super rare Daniel Harold Sturt epic photos when he comes out. Well, his photos are always epic, but it's rare that he comes out or you get to shoot with him. But so I was like feeling all that type of pressure from being there and Daniel Harold Sturt being on a ladder. Uh, over there, and and uh, and I didn't think I didn't know if I could do it. Like I truly didn't know if I could actually do it. It was like all high and it was kind of gnarlier than anything I'd ever had done before, and kind of had a high risk factor in it. At least I thought it did, and uh, it was kind of scary. So I got that, but it took me a couple different times of going back there. Yeah, it's uh, good to know. Actually, get it, but I wanted I wanted to give up. But uh, the people I was with <laughs> were, you know, getting me hyped to do it. So I pretty much just came through, and then I was, you know, more than happy to be rolling away from it and done with that. You know what I mean? All that, you know what I'm saying? When you're rolling up to some shit that's just like big or or scary for what you're comfortable with, and you're like, I'm not trying to get fucked up, but I think I got this. I don't know if I got this shit. Let's just 
go real fast and try to get this uh, type of shit. So, yeah. yeah, there's been a couple of those. That's the only one I can think of right now. Maybe the Nolly Flip Back 50 and that down Clipper mm. uh, was some shit that I had visualized in my mind and then uh, basically wanted to do that for a while and got there and realized that you got to go for it type of shit to to get it. So just shit like that. There's been a couple. Yeah, the, the, those ones, they always make me feel like I got to shit in my pants. Like when I roll up to the spot and it kind of makes me scared, I'm always like, I need to find a bathroom. I'm going to shit my pants because I'm like excited and nervous. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of mental uh, torment, I would say, man. Mental torment with fucking skating some type of spot that's like big or scary or shocking or whatever the fuck like you know what i mean like some big thing that you're going for because you're the dude and you're going for it and you're like ah shit uh yeah kick back lip on some rail but if you don't get in and slide you're gonna like hit your nuts potentially or you might like damn you know that's the shit you just you go for it, man, if you're going to go for it. Uh, especially especially when, like, you got uh, Daniel on the ladder, like you're saying, and then that ended up a cover, too. I'm glad they kept you at it. I'm glad they were like, look, you can do this, because it was the Oh, cover. that, yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was just a back lip, but it was scary as shit for me. It was, like, real, real scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one, fucking, and Sturt, you know, he's the legend, and oh my god, he's here, and damn, imagine the photo, and oh, we already got the photo, now you gotta land it, oh, shit. <laughs> We're going back, we're going back until so, you get this motherfucker, and then it's like a new battle again, because you're like, you gotta get warmed up again, you gotta make sure that day you have the nerves again to try it, I've been down that road. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all have. Yeah. Yeah, try, oh. you know, do some shit that's fucking worthy of, you know, being in a, a video talking about like some last part or I mean some last tricks for your video part type of shit like you want your last tricks to be pretty sick yeah. you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely when you're trying to create a video part that's the goal it's like they're not all going to be those enders you know but you want to get those enders in because that's the finishing touch yeah you want to have some enders for sure <laughs> That's right, man. I'm hyped that you're gonna film another part, man. Work hard on it and make that shit happen, cause I'm 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 gonna watch that for sure. I'm gonna share it too. Yeah, yeah. I need to prioritize that. I realize my career and that it's been good and and I've been blessed to be in it this long. So I I want to you know I want to get a part out there. I hopefully hopefully I get to do that and it comes out good. Uh, I'm gonna work hard on it and see see if uh, it all works out. You know, it's the element video that we're working on right now. Going on trips with those homies and got a couple things already. Nothing really even fucking worth shit, but you know, we're gonna come through with some shit hopefully. Uh. Just keep tra- just keep traveling, because whenever you travel, you find new spots and then you just get excited. You're like, I could do yeah, some that. You know, around here, it's hard. I, I go skate all the time, man. Like. A lot of times come back kind of empty-handed, you know, because just a lot of stuff's been done over the years, man. A lot of incredible stuff has been done. But uh, there's still spots popping up here and there, but it does help to take a trip to, like, some part of China or back to Spain or Europe or anywhere. Midwest, the people are going everywhere, you know what I mean? People are going... Probably flying over to where you live to try to find some shit or something. That's you know? what I was gonna say, dude. You should come stay at Westgate's bog, his cranberry bog, and fucking skate. I'm dude. I'm an hour from Boston, 
He's uh, Westgate lives like tw- like twenty minutes from me. We're an hour from Boston. We're about forty minutes from Providence, Rhode Island, and we're four hours from New York. So we got these three fucking epic cities with endless spots because the weather keeps changing the landscape. So spring, fall, summer, you just gotta come hang out with the bogs, drink some beers with me and Westgate. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Some of my friends just went over there, man. Uh, Brian Gaberman and uh, chill with Westgate and go skate and shit. Yeah. Uh, site. Yeah, they were out there, they were out there helping him on the bogs. He, he was telling me about that. I thought that was pretty cool that those dudes came out and fucking partaked in like some farming and shit like that. It's awesome. If people want to reach you, um, what social media are you heavy on or what do you favor, man? I would say Instagram. Do you post on? Do you post on it regularly? Uh, I would say I throw out about three posts a week. Is it weird to you? Um, sorry to keep going. I just I'm excited. So, uh, is it weird to you how it? No, it's fine. All right, cool. Is it weird to you how it like switched? Like our media kind of switched from magazines and just videos to now you have like an avatar. You have like your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, like all these other avenues now. Is that strange yeah. to you having to like adapt? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people probably just kind of tripping on that, like, oh, shit, now what do we do with this shit? Then you kind of have to learn that, because that's what's going on right now, kind of in the world. There's a whole lot of Instagram, there's a whole lot of whatever the fuck, social media. It's strange, it's strange. the world's strange right now with the technology, because it's more transparent and more uh, invasive than ever. Like, like uh, I mean, half the reason I do the podcast is because I like hearing skateboarder stories and stuff and i think like when you listen to someone and you hear because like back in the day it was just videos and magazines so you could only pick up so much if you read the interview you might know a little bit about their personality just from that or if they put some cool shit in the video parts you'll pick up on it but uh i think with all the technology now it's like you have different ways to express yourself whether it's skating whatever i think it's rad that like you know people will be like oh mark play baseball <laughs> and then there's like kids out there that are in baseball you know and like they can connect and they might fall fall in love with skateboarding or whatever i think expression in our lives is a beautiful thing like I, I think it's amazing you're having kids and that you found a beautiful wife and you did this amazing career with skateboarding and like uh yeah I, I i've think, uh, taken my life and made it positive yeah and realized what i have and been aware not to blow it. Yeah. And it's the same so with... Looking at examples of shit that's happened to other people and shit, I guess. And not wanting that for myself. And realizing that in this fucking world, you're going to need to have your shit in order if you want to have your shit in order. Yeah, it's not given It's not given to you. You have to take it. If you really want something, you got to work extremely hard for it. No matter how fucking talented you are, you got to, like... you got to set your eyes on it. And yeah. Some of the best dudes at anything in the world choose not to go that route you you, you kind of got to follow through with it man you know you gotta chase it down follow it through type of shit like <laughs> i don't know not to sound weird with it but you gotta like focus up and hone in on your shit anyone who's doing like big ass rails and big shit that you gotta focus up on and whatever you're doing technical shit you gotta Takes skill to be on top of your shit. Takes mind control and power, and you know what I'm saying to be that into something. Yeah, yeah. It takes time and effort, and and you have to focus, and you have to really obsess over it. Like coming yeah. up, you know, like you have to be yeah. a fucking skate rat for sure. <laughs> 
Some people yeah, get it's... sidetracked. Good thing you waited to have kids. Some people had kids and then they get sidetracked and then I never see them skating again. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's there I just never never I just, you know, made sure not to do that before I was at least out of my I wanted to be older than I didn't want to be in my twenties basically. I wanted to be like you know what I'm saying? Like, or at least I didn't want to be in my early 20s. So, because I wanted to live my life, go live in Europe for three months and then fly over to Hawaii and then fly over to fucking Australia for the other rest of the year type of life. Like, did all that shit. It was fun. <laughs> That's so rad. <laughs> made sure I didn't fuck my shit up. Uh, with, I stayed away from girls for a long time as a young kid. You know what I'm saying? I was just focused on getting somewhere and doing better for myself through skateboarding and shit so i was hyped yeah yeah girls can fuck that shit up too <laughs> kids and girls can fuck well that i just shit. didn't want to be involved in some shit i didn't need to be involved in you know what i mean i just wanted to keep everything real light as far as that went back then as a kid uh and fucking just wanted to focus up on my shit you know you got to focus up on your shit you know what i mean to get it to where you want to be this shit um you just gotta focus up on shit to get there, you know. Definitely. Um, two more things. One is Mike Tyson before he won the championship. Um, Customato wouldn't let him have sex, so he do, he was like sex deprived before he became the world champion, and I think that's why he like. So he was just angry and all types <laughs> of crazy. Sexual frustration. Yeah. That's when you get that Mike Tyson fucking power. <laughs> Yeah, I hear they don't do that before big games and all types of shit. Still these days, yeah. Oh damn, maybe it's a maybe it's a common practice. It's like a thing. Coaches all know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell all the dudes on my skate team. I'm like, yo, look, just fucking no sets, fucking straight bangers. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, um, I guess I thought of another question. Um, favorite Canadian rippers? A couple. Oh, there's so many, man. All of them. <laughs> uh. Fuck, man. Back in the day, I was like big fan of Justin Bokma, just a big fucking tall beast on the board, doing gnarly shit. Rah, just fucking grinding the fuck out of shit. Fucking, all those, everybody, dude. There's just, I can't name a few and leave a million out, so I'll just say all them. Everybody, they're all killing it. The new dudes, um, dudes been around, dudes before them. Well, Mark, you said enough, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> no problem, man. It's it's been fun. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. Each episode is brought to you by All I Need. The mission statement behind All I Need is to contribute back to the culture of skateboarding. I feel very grateful that I'm involved with skateboarding, and it's enriched my life so much that we just want to keep living this lifestyle and keep giving back to it. So we do that in the form of this podcast. We also have an annual contest called the New England Am, which brings... All the skate shops in our area together once a year for a big blowout. And we get to watch all the amazing young up-and-coming shredders. We are also working on a full-length skate video for All I Need, which should be here sooner than later. You can check out all our daily happenings at allineedskate.com. I also have a promo code for you guys that want to check out our web store. We have tons of skateboards and apparel on there. And if you're going to buy any of the apparel... You can punch in the promo code TSS when you're checking out, and you will get free shipping. That's my way to hook you guys up for listening. So thank you for all you do, and I'll catch you next week. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. One, two, three, four.
Ready? Nine, Hell yeah, eight, say come on. Seven, so all my people, where you at? Put your fist up. We gon' twist up. Say come on, come on. Experience the train of thought. Hot for boy. Come on, experience rocking with the reed.